0: podcast is part
1: of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. And here we are again, Lewis, another week, huh? Oh, yes. Another week. Another week closer
0: to the start of the NFL season, hopefully.
1: Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, they were given permission to start uh, going to the facility. Uh, now, this is only injured players, players that are rehabbing, but it's something, and uh, we'll see where that goes.
0: Yeah, it's something, and something's better than nothing. Exactly.
1: Today, we're going to talk about the roster and uh, roster battles that we anticipate. Might tell you who we think might get caught here and there, but you know, it's kind of early for that. But uh, we'll we'll definitely look at the battles and uh, try and discuss which ones we think will be most intriguing.
0: You ready, Lewis? Sure. I'm always ready, Mike. You know that.
1: Well, let's talk quarterbacks
0: quarterbacks quarterbacks okay that's one of our favorite positions right we got
1: ryan fitzpatrick who i know you love yeah uh, we've got Tua, and we have josh rosen right and then down on the bottom of the roster somewhere we have jake ruddock
0: jake ruddock
1: all right Mm-hmm. So what do you anticipate happening coming out of training camp? Do you think they are actually going to be a, a quarterback competition or do you think that uh, it's already decided that it'll be Fitzpatrick?
0: Everything depends on Tua's health. That, that's
1: the first well, I'm, thing. I'm assuming he's healthy because that's that's what we've been told.
0: Right. That's yeah, but healthy to the extent to where he can start a football game in September? I you know, that that I'm not so sure about. But but here's the thing. If they're smart, they would start the season with Fitzpatrick and probably finish the season with Fitzpatrick. Now, if he fails, if he falters at some point, and if two is completely healthy, then you know it, it's it's an obvious situation. I mean, he's he's going to be in there and he's going to be playing some football. But um, you know, nothing as to what Fitzpatrick did last year would tell you that you don't want him in there this year. I mean, he did everything. Incredibly well. He moved the football team. He ran the football team. He brought a lot of enthusiasm to the football team. He led so the team in rushing. <laughs> he led the team in rushing, right? He led the team in everything.
1: I wonder how much you could have made with that bet. <laughs> I know, right? Oh
0: my goodness. But um, you know, with all that being said, I don't have a problem with Fitzpatrick quarterbacking this team all next year. And you know, Mike, it's it's kind of funny because You know, we've we've all been starved for the franchise quarterback to come along, right?
1: Starving.
0: Yeah, right. Starving, starved, whatever the case may be. We've been desperate
1: for it. We are starving.
0: You know, Tannehill, you know, year in and year out, we were kind of like in between on. We were hoping that that would be the year where he turned it around and it never developed. Okay. So, You know, we've passed up on a lot of, uh, you know, franchise-type quarterbacks that we had opportunities at over the last 20-some-odd years. But here's the thing. You know, going into this season, I have no problem with Fitzpatrick quarterbacking this football team, as I I just said. We get that, yeah. So, you know, it's funny because now we finally have one, but yet I don't see any urgency involved in putting him right in that lineup right now, at least right now. Now, again, if Fitzpatrick falters – different situation but right now i'm fine with fitzpatrick quarterback
1: you know from the three-quarter point last season we heard how much josh rosen is improving All Right. Now, i don't know how much josh has improved but if he has and uh he can provide some competition what are your feelings there do you think it might be smarter to let him uh, have a couple of starts
0: uh no i think that there's enough room there for just those two i mean rosen listen if Fitzpatrick gets hurt, then obviously Rosen's going to be in the mix. Otherwise, I don't see him competing against either one of these guys. I mean, he had a shot last year, in and in you know, in a situation where you know we were just going through the motions early on, he had a shot. They put him in. Uh, Fitzpatrick failed early, and a lot of it may have been the guys around him, the situation, you know, in regard to faulting people, but. He didn't play very well early on, and later on he did. And Rosen, if he was a guy that was going to compete last year, would have been the perfect opportunity for him. And he couldn't get the job done. That's the bottom line. And with Tour in the mix now, I just don't see it, Mike. I see this guy as being around his insurance and that's the extent of it. And and I truly believe that if they can move him and get some sort of draft pick, they might. And you may just see Ruddick, you know, make the roster or at least be on the practice squad, whatever the case may be. You know, if two is completely healthy, I don't see Rosen getting any playing time.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I agree with you, but I, I, you know, I'm not ruling it out. as possible. I think a lot of people are ruling it out and I don't think they should.
0: No, they shouldn't because there's a lot of, there's a lot that can happen between now and the start of the season. Exactly. You know, injuries. I mean, you could see Tua tweak something and then that's it. You know, I mean, he's.
1: Don't hurt Tua. You you're going to no, hurt anybody. Hurt Fitzpatrick. Well, Don't hurt Tua.
0: I, I'm just saying that <laughs> it, even if he tweaks a little something, Mike, they're not, they're not taking any chances. So, I mean, I think Rosen will be on the roster just for that reason. You know, as far as getting a lot of playing time, if the other two guys are healthy, it's just not going to happen.
1: Well, at running back, you know, we went out and we signed Howard and uh, we traded for Brito. We've got Kalen Balaj, we've got Patrick Laird, we've got Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Perry. Uh, Now, of those guys, who do you think would uh, spell Howard?
0: Well, it's it's going to be Howard and Brita. Uh That that I mean, right? But if, I, How,
1: if Howard can't go for whatever reason, and they don't want to give Breida all the carries, who's going to be the next guy up?
0: I, I hate to say this, but I think because of that situation, you know, Belage may just make the team. Listen, he's on the bubble right
1: now. I agree. I think I do think he's going to make the team for the reason I just said. And that's why I asked you the question the way I did because right. I think he's the guy. Yes. He's similar in style to Howard.
0: Yeah, he's, he is similar in style, but he's not similar in- Right, in production. Productivity. Right. So, you know, as, as, you look, as you look at this group of running backs, you know, there, there could be a monkey wrench in there, you know, Delance Turner, somebody, Malcolm Perry, somebody like that, just beating I mean Yeah,
1: Delance was waived.
0: Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. So the the thing is this, is that you got Gaskin there, but Gaskin isn't the type of running back that Bellage is. He's a little bit different. But, you know, again, it just depends on what they're trying to do. Now, Chandler Cox is another player that maybe they feel can fill the role of Bellage running the ball down by the goal line in case a Jordan Howard gets hurt. You know, that that's always the possibility as well. And, you know, Laird, is, you know, a guy that maybe makes the team as well as the backup to what, what Breida's role would be. It's going to be really interesting because I don't see all these guys making the roster. I You know, it's going to be between no, Laird you, and...
1: You, know, you probably ahead. have four of them make it, I mean, I right. would think, right? right? So you've got Howard, you've got Breida, they're pretty much locks. And right. like five of you include Cox. Right. But those two are locks, and then you've got Laird, Gaskin, Perry, and Balazs, and of those guys, two of them are going to make it.
0: Exactly. So I I think the battle comes down at the running back between Laird and Gaskins as to what, you know, as to what they're looking at. Now, if Gaskins is running the ball really well, then maybe they keep Laird and Gaskins and Bellage you know, Balazs leaves. I mean, listen, he's got he's to bring something to the table. I mean, he brought nothing last year.
1: No, I agree. Uh, uh, he- but I'm attributing some of that to the offensive line. Now, you know, we saw Drake run behind that line and get three and a half yards of carry. So it's not totally the line, but, uh, you know, I mean, there were plenty of times he got nailed in the backfield. So... Yeah, you
0: know. pass blocking, Mike, and dropping footballs has nothing to do with the offensive line. I mean, no, I'm not
1: saying he doesn't need to get better. Don't take me wrong. I'm just cutting him some slack.
0: Yeah, no, no slack being cut on this team. Okay. I know. That's I it. Know, Flores I know. is no nonsense. And I'm going to be a no nonsense guy here. So, All right.
1: So tell me at receiver.
0: <laughs> Boy, we're jumping around, Mike. Oh, got okay. a lot
1: to cover here.
0: Yeah. Okay. A lot to cover. We've All got right. A
1: lot of receivers.
0: We do have a lot of receivers. And, um, you know, uh, in regard to the starters, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's plain and simple.
1: I think so, too.
0: If if Preston's, Preston Williams is healthy, he's a starter. Devontae, obviously, is a starter. And then we go from there. Right. They signed Alan Hearns, which, you know, I'll say it for the fifth time. You know, I just didn't agree with the signing. He's on the contract this year. Uh, Albert Wilson renegotiated his contract. So... I think that he's a guy that at the end of the year came on a little bit. And I think we're going to see a little bit more of what we saw two years back in regard so. to Albert. I, I think so. I mean, listen, Mike, they, they want him around. They could have just plain and simple. Oh, yeah. Game.
1: If they didn't, they wouldn't have renegotiated the deal exactly. and, and kept him you know, and kept him under contract.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, Isaiah Ford. Uh, played very well at the end of year. At the end of the year, so he's a guy that I think has an edge on a lot of these other guys. And then of course there's, Jakeem Grant. Be, you know, I'm you a ha- little
1: nervous about Jakeem.
0: Well, Mike, listen. If he's healthy, you have to keep him on the team just because he brings what what he brings in regard to special teams as far as a kick and punt returner. I mean, you have to have him on the roster and the position he plays is wide receiver. So if he's healthy, he's on the football team. Some of these other guys like Jennings and, and, and Mack Hollins, you know, I just can't say it. Now, we've seen guys emerge from nowhere. Right. You know, there is the possibility that one of these other guys like uh, Merrick and maybe Cole, one of those guys, develop and, and beat out an Isaiah Ford but, or, or an Alan Hearns. You know. So right. you know, I, think that, I think that Jakeem, as long as he's healthy, Mike, is going to be on the football team. I think Albert Wilson will be there, and I think that the two starters I mentioned will be there. But past that, it's kind of up in the air, obviously. It's murky. It is murky. It's murky. I, mean, I think I, Isaiah has the edge, though.
1: I was just going to say the same thing because of the his play at the end of last season. But, you know, uh, why wasn't he getting more opportunities earlier? You always have to ask yourself that, you know?
0: Yes. Yep. Absolutely.
1: I'm not crazy about our tight ends And uh, obviously I'm not talking about Gasicki.
0: Well, I mean, Gasicki has to Play, uh, he has to learn how to block Mike, you know, he's a one trick pony So yeah, to speak I,
1: You can, but I think he is what he is um, But the rest of these guys uh, Smythe, uh, the, the guy They got from Detroit, Michael Roberts mm-hmm. uh, Chris Merrick And uh, Bryce Stark, Are we excited about any, any of these guys? Uh, not me
0: well, there's really no reason to be excited about that group, Mike. I mean, uh Smythe hasn't really shown us anything. Now, Roberts could be an interesting player. They brought him in for a reason, so maybe there's something in his game that they tend to like, but uh there's not a lot, Mike, and I'll tell you what, if Kasiki goes down, uh th- th- this is that's a problem. It's yep. it's a definite problem. I mean, yep. I think
1: it's a very weak weak area of the team.
0: It's a weak area, and if he does in fact go down, I think you're going to see a lot of four receiver sets early on downs because there's just no depth here whatsoever. I mean, yeah. you would love to see another guy that's like a you know a pass catching type tight end or a guy that's just a dominant blocker across this group. I mean, this is this is something that they really didn't um, target in regard to depth. You know, it it shows. I mean, on this roster right now, I mean, maybe maybe late in the um, preseason, they're able to pick up a veteran guy that they can come in and they feel comfortable with. But right now, I mean, this is not a really a really deep group at all.
1: No, it's not. Now, offensive line, I I have it penciled in, and very light pencil. Okay. Austin Jackson at left tackle. Aaron okay. Flowers at left guard. Okay. Ted Karras at center. Okay. Robert Hunt at right guard. Okay. And Jesse Davis at right tackle. Okay. Now, your your depth is Julian Davenport, Solomon Kindley, Shaq Calhoun, and Michael Dieter. Then you've got guys that are a little more shaky, you know, Danny Isadora, Keaton Sutherland, uh, Nick Kaltmeyer. I don't even know him. Calhoun? Yep. Uh, Donnell Stanley, Adam Pankey, and Jonathan Hubbard. Right. Well,
0: I mean, Mike, I, boy, I'll tell you what, Austin Jackson, I'd love to see him out there day one of the season when we take the football field. Um, But uh, he's got some work. He does. He does. You know, that left tackle position. And
1: he may not start right away. Like I said, it's real light pencil, but who else are you going to put there? Are you going to put Julian Davenport back there? That's kind of scary.
0: It is scary, but he is a guy that has experience. So, you know, we have to see how Austin Jackson plays in the preseason and how the coaching staff feels once he's on the field and practice every day. Now, uh, that's not a big obstacle to hurdle in regard to Davenport. So, you know, if they're comparable, then obviously, you know, Jackson should be the guy starting. So he gets his feet wet and he he starts learning at, you know, at the speed of the NFL NFL speed. Uh Uh-huh. Flowers, I think, is definitely going to be starting at left guard, as you mentioned. Karras, same thing at center. Uh, Hunt, I'd love to see start from day one, and I think he will beat out Dieter and Isadora and whoever else he's competing against. And Jesse Davis, I think they're they're okay with at that right tackle. Um, So, you know, most of the guys I see there that you mentioned – you know, Hunt's Hunt's got to He's got to prove that he's better than Dieter right. at that right guard well, position. Kinley so. as
1: well. He'll be in that competition as well. Solomon Kinley.
0: Oh, Kinley, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I forgot about Kinley as we're talking here. A lot of guys, Mike. Yeah. You know, we're talking about five positions across the offensive line. So, yeah, Kinley, Kinley. will compete as well. And I mean, you know, the the thing is, this is that. They're going to put the best five guys out there, and if the guys aren't getting the job done, then they've got some depth now to where they can move guys in and out and see who eventually. That's what they did last year. Who eventually develops into what will be the starting five guys. I mean, it may take you know three, four games before they they finalize that. I hope not. Well, well, Mike, the thing is, the preseason may not be enough. I know. Once they get at game speed, you know, you may see a guy that like Austin Jackson starting in week one and then lose his job. You know, you may, you you may very well see something like that. So, you know, I think it's going to take a few games before they finalize the the starting five. You know, with this group, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see who, who uh, rises to the top here. But it's nice, you know, because now they have a lot of bodies that, that um, you know that we'll be competing against each other. And that'll be a positive thing, no question.
1: All right. So who's your offensive MVP out of that group?
0: Offensive MVP. Um, that'll be Fitzpatrick again, Mike.
1: I think so, huh?
0: <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, I think he's got a little better team around him again this year. And I think he, you know, there, there's no reason. Mike, who who do you like out of, out of this group?
1: That's got to be Parker.
0: It's got to be Parker. Okay, well... You know, if, if Parker's having a real good year, Mike, then the guy throwing to him is having a pretty good year too then, right? You would hope.
1: <laughs> but what so, if it's not Fitzpatrick?
0: <laughs> right. It, it may not be. It, it, it may not be. I mean – We know Parker's going to be out there. We, well, we hope, Barring yes. injury, yes. Yeah. Yes, we hope. And, and that, you know, that that goes without saying. And the same with Fitzpatrick. But, right. you know, everything he brought to the team last year, Mike – um, you know, you would assume he's going to bring to the team this year, and with a better group, a better offensive line, some real nice running backs that can maybe not put him in a situation where he's throwing the ball forty times a game.
1: That would be nice, which
0: would probably make him even more effective,
1: right? Which leads me to my next question: um, Yes, top half of the league in offense or bottom half?
0: I think they're right in the middle because you you don't have you don't have a dominant... Listen, Parker was one of the best receivers in the NFL. If he repeats, then that's great. But you have some really, really good football players otherwise, but you don't have uh, a dominant running back. You don't have a dominant offensive line. You may not have a dominant offensive lineman. Forget about... Line, that, you may not true. have a, a dominant offensive At least line not, among not initially,
1: group. but we'll you know we'll see,
0: we'll see. I mean, somebody may develop into that. Yeah. Uh You know, the the guard hunt could vary, and and you yeah. know, our, our, our number one pick Jackson may develop into that. But but this season, and that's what we're talking right. about. That's right. You don't have dominant football players on on the, on the offensive side of the football, so I think they're in the middle of the pack, which is which is a positive. Uh, you know, compared to what we've seen over the last few years, offensive line play, uh, running game was just non-existent last year. So they're going to improve on that. There's no question about it because they have more talent at the running back position. So I think that they're somewhere around the middle of the pack, which may be enough.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you. Uh, I I would think middle to, you know, maybe somewhere top 20, you know, somewhere top 20. Uh, But you know, like you said, that, you know, and, and the only reason I think maybe they'll do that poorly is because of the youth and inexperience and, you know, there'll be penalties when there shouldn't be. And, you know, it takes the young guys a little while to uh, catch up to the speed of the game.
0: Right. There's deficiencies, Mike. Yeah. You know, if everything falls into place, if the offensive line, you know, right out of the gate plays much better than what we expect, the two running backs stay healthy. Uh, Brida and and Howard and they haven't really done that of late. If Parker has the same year he had last year, if Wilson and and uh, Grant come back, well, I they- don't.
1: You know, I don't think Parker will because number one, Williams is going to be back, mm-hmm. and that's going to take some of his catches away. And number two, I don't think they want to throw it as often. I really do think they want to try and establish a little more of a running game.
0: Right, and but but when all is said and done, Mike, if Parker has a comparable year, I mean, it may not be as good as last year, but right.
1: listen, they were both being He extreme. can be impactful without doing what he did last year. Exactly. What I'm trying
0: to say. And Mike, when they were both in the lineup together, they were both being productive. Yes. Uh, they had some very good games together, and I think it's going to help him, if anything else. I mean, because I now you've got- I think so,
1: too. You can't key on him as much.
0: You can't key on him as much. Now, he may not get targeted as much, but that doesn't mean he can't be just as productive when he is targeted. So um, I think he'll have a comparable year as long as he's healthy and as long as Fitzpatrick's healthy and as long as the offensive line plays adequately. I think that, you know, I think that the offense will be good. And if everything falls into place, Mike, they could be a very, very good offense. Uh, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of maybes and a lot of question marks and, as you mentioned, a lot of youth.
1: Well, you know, we we have a feeling, I mean, we can't say for sure, because until you see it on the field, it's tough to say. But, you know, they obviously drafted bigger guys for a reason. They want to push people around a little bit. Right. And if they can do that in the running game, then, you know, it's going to be an offense that can control the ball and can eat up some clock. And uh, if they can do that, then that will help Parker and that will help Williams and that will help the whole offense. Mm
0: -hmm. I I think that yeah, you know, I know we have a new offensive coordinator, Mike, and uh-huh. um, I do agree with you to an extent, but I, I think they're going to just – the thing about this offense, here, here's what I'm getting at. The thing about this offense is, is that they're capable of doing a lot of different things now as compared to what they were capable of doing last year. I mean, teams knew we couldn't run the football, and we right. weren't going we to be able to. And after a while, they realized that, hey, you know – They're going to be passing the ball a lot, and um, we've just got to try and stop them. And teams were not overly successful in doing it. So, with that being said, I think that they're going to adjust week in and week out. Yeah, like I said, I know we have a different offensive coordinator, and, you know, he likes to run the football and stuff, but if they use the same philosophies they did last year in approaching every game differently and how the game is developing. Oh, I think they will. And what's happening early then you're going to see every you know, every avenue used in regards to passing, running, uh, throwing at a tight end, you know, getting the running backs involved in catching the football. They've, they've got better options this year, and uh, they, they are upgrades in a lot of different areas. So I think, I think it's going to be a fun team to watch on offense.
1: You know, Lewis, I was listening to, uh, we, we play some highlight videos in, in the group, and I was watching one of them, and, and it was an old Don Shula interview from the Super Bowl years. And Shula basically said, uh, he doesn't shy away from an opponent's strength. He wants his guys to impose their will, regardless of what the other team's strength is. Right. You're basically going to see the same thing. A team may be good at stopping the run, but I think we're going to try and run it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I really believe that Flores likes to go after opponents' weaknesses, which some other coaches in the past here kind of ignored. So I think it'll be a good thing.
0: Yes. I, I have all the faith in the world in the coaching staff and to utilize the guys that they have
1: Hey, this is Mike, interrupting the conversation for a moment just to let you know about our Facebook group. It's Miami Dolphins Number 1 2020. That's a group that is full of special Dolphin fans. Uh, Guys who are knowledgeable, uh, ladies who are knowledgeable, people that can converse without insulting each other. And right now, we are running a special you can join uh, for only 25 dollars normally it's 30 so that gives you a five dollar discount off of admission now That's going to include all the games contests and uh, giveaways that we have. We have a suicide pool. We have a weekly picks contest. We have a trivia contest. We have uh, drawings for prizes. So it's a lot of fun, and we hope you'll join us. If if you'd like to, uh, just go ahead and uh, message me on Facebook. Uh, Just look for Michael Fink. That's me. You'll see my dolphin avatar, and uh, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, Back to the conversation. their
0: strengths, their weaknesses, and, and use them in a way to where they're going to be productive. And um, there's a lot of versatility now in regard to the offense with the players they brought. And I mean, listen, Breida and Howard bring a nice combination to your team. I like it. I like it. it, it it's an improvement. As much as I love Drake, can you, as much as I loved him when he was here, I still love the guy. I think he's a very good football player. But the combination of Drake and Balazs, I don't think – are going to be comparable to what Howard and Breeder are going to bring to the table you've got very very good running backs there, and I think that they're you know behind this some you know this improved offensive line and they should be improved and we're going to see productivity out of the running game this year
1: yeah, I think the, like we said earlier the only the only area of concern for me is tight end. We know the offensive line's going to be a work in progress, so they probably won't come out firing in all cylinders right away, but then again, maybe they will we'll see mm-hmm. So, anyway, if we move on to the defense, okay, we can talk defensive ends here for a second. We've got uh, Shaq Lawson and uh, Christian Wilkins. We've got Emmanuel Agba, uh, Jason Strobridge. We have uh, Avery Moss, Zach Sealer, Durval Quiroz, uh, Nito, I don't know how to pronounce his name.
0: I'm not helping you on that either.
1: I didn't think you would. <laughs> and there's uh, Tyshawn Render.
0: Right. Um Listen, this this is a <laughs> this is a position that was just absolutely pathetic last year, and uh, you know the guys that were here last year, starting near the end of the year. I didn't read their names. They're not even on the team no. anymore, and it goes to you know it it tells you what we talked about all last year that they were absolutely horrible. And the fact that they're not even part of this football team tells you what you know that that was in fact the case. Now uh, they brought in a couple of free agents, they drafted a couple of players, and they have a little bit of depth here now. And yep. it's and it's going to be interesting to see what develops in regard to all of these guys. I think Lawson's going to be a plus. Agba is going to be a plus. Uh, you know the 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 um, the drafting of Strobridge is a is a positive mm-hmm. um you know so and you, sealer sealer
1: kind of looked good at the end of last season as well for that game or two that he played
0: yeah sealer but but i i look at him as more of a tackle mike than i do a defensive end I yeah mean, well I, it
1: depends on what defense they're in
0: right i mean i you know i don't necessarily see him as a defensive end i see him as a tackle but um yeah it's the, the
1: same way i see wilkins but he's gonna move out to end you know what i mean and, and the uh in the four, three, three,
0: yeah, the three, four. You're talking about. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it,
1: interesting because he he can play either position,
0: right? And it, I see him as a tackle as well. Um, you know, well, true, so do I. True defensive ends, Mike, on this team. You know, Lawson, Ogba, you know, Strobridge, um, those type of guys. I mean, listen, let's just talk about the defensive line. You know, it, since <laughs> we are anyway, right? I mean, yeah. You know, a- across that line, it- it's going to be interesting to see what they do. There is a little bit of depth at defensive end, and there are upgrades, Mike. I mean, Lawson and Ogbar are upgrades over what we had last year. Yes. It's that simple.
1: And, um, you know, inside you've got Gotchow, you've got Raquan Davis, uh, Ray yes. Lima, Benito Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, the free agent they assigned.
0: Uh, right. They've got they've got guys all over the place that are going to compete and and there's going to be a lot of rotation across this across oh, this absolutely. defensive line. Sure. And there's going to be guys that are going to be playing end on on plays and playing tackle on other plays, but overall it's a better group than what we had last year. I expect them to be better. I mean, Mike, listen, we we've got to get a pass rush. I mean, it was non-existent all year, all year. I mean, quarterbacks were just sitting
1: there for I mean, forever. What you really got to get, as far as I'm concerned, is the edges set. And the pass rush will come by formation, uh, you know, by stunts and, and doing different things with the players. But they've got to stop the running game. They've got to set the edge. And if they do that, getting that pass rush on third and 10 is a little bit easier than it is on third and two.
0: Right. And I was going to get to that. You're, you're exactly right. Um, they also have to set the edge. They have to make plays in regard to the running game across the defensive line. Inside, outside, it doesn't make any difference. But, um, you know, my – and and I thought at times, Mike, they did an adequate job, even with the players that they had last year, um, where, where I saw the struggles were – You know, our defensive line across the board, whether it be tackle or getting blown back, not getting anywhere close to the quarterback. I mean, you know, we're not going to be able to send blitzes on every play and, you know, the stunts, whatever they were doing, I'm sure they were trying to do last year. And it just it was just non-existent. I mean, quarterbacks had all day to throw and that's got to change. And hopefully the guys that they brought in uh, change it for them because it was a major, major weakness on our team last year. One of the biggest, without a doubt.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, You know, Raquan Davis is a big boy. We'll see how that goes.
0: Yep, exactly. No, I I like the depth there.
1: Maybe he can get some push, you know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and Strobridge is an interesting player as well, Mike. You know, I mean, there's some depth there. And – out of this group, you got to hope that a couple of guys really develop into very, very good football players. And, and Well, you know, yes.
1: That, you have to hope. You have to hope because if, if not, they wasted some draft picks and we don't want that. Exactly. So, um, let's talk linebacker. hmm Outside, you've got Kyle Van Noy. hmm You've got Andrew Van Ginkle. You've got uh, Beagle, Equivon, Curtis Weaver, Trent Harris, and James Crawford.
0: Ugh. Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, Van Noy, he's set. Yeah, he's a starter. Uh, past that, you know, Iguovan is has got to step up. I mean, I know he made the team last year and he started, uh, but, uh, you know, he's going to have, I think, a push from guys like, you got to hope that Van Ginkle gives him a push. Uh, Beagle,
1: I would think he'd be your other starter or Beagle.
0: Right. Uh, Beagle.
1: But I think he'd prefer it's Van Ginkle.
0: Right. Beagle, Beagle surprised and really came on. And sometimes a guy like that becomes more productive than guys that were drafted higher uh-huh. or, you know, come with uh more wamp. A little speak. more
1: fire in their belly.
0: Right. And, um, you know, right now, I mean, Be- Beagle on depth chart, you know, is, is, is the number one guy. Now that could change. Um, you know, Trent Harris is an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but past Van uh I don't know, Mike. I mean, th- yeah, there's going to be some he, that's serious gonna competition. It's going to be a good battle. It's going to be a good battle, and I think you're going to see a lot of in and outs. You know, I think some of these guys their strengths are better than others in regard to, yeah. uh, you know, on passing downs, on running early downs, running early downs, you know, that type of thing. You may see a lot of guys coming in and out of the lineup. You know, again, past Van Noy. There's going to be some competition there uh-huh. for that, that other starting spot.
1: And some of it may be opponent-dependent.
0: Exactly. Yep, which is what they did a lot of last year.
1: The yep. inside, you've got Jerome Baker and Raquan McMillan. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Landon Roberts and uh, Camu Gruger-Hill. And you have Calvin Munson and Kylan Johnson.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, Baker and... Baker and uh McMillan yeah, Raekwon. Yeah. They're, they're your starters. Um, you know, they they should be on the field most of the year. They both have to improve. They really do. Um uh, McMillan, I, agree. I mean, they're coming into their prime right now, Mike. I think both of them. You know, they're in it there this is a big year for both of those guys because if they don't have productive years, then come next year's draft, they're they're gonna start looking in a different direction. Well, both-
1: Raquan will be a free agent, won't he?
0: Is he? Okay. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think he will be because he was hurt that first year, and I yeah. always forget that. But um, you know, McMillan will be a free agent. He's got to step up, he's got to play better football. I think he did a pretty solid job last year. Um, but he's gotta get better. I mean, he can't cover. He's you know, so he's gotta be dominant in the run game, Mike. He's gotta he's gotta make his plays. Right. Uh, when he's on the football field and make an impact. Now, Baker. Uh, I
1: would say the same about Baker.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I'm getting to him, Mike.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I'm getting to that guy. Uh, Baker's got to step up as well. I mean, Mike, right now he's one of the veteran guys up front. Okay. He probably is the veteran guy up front. He's got to become a leader. On that defense, in regard to that front seven, uh, he—he's one. You know, McMillan's been here a year longer, but he didn't play. But Baker's a guy that we expected to just become a star last year, and, and that didn't happen. No, uh, he played decent football. I mean, he—he was, he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't—he wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be after that preseason and after his year last year. We felt he'd become a star in the league, and it just didn't happen. So, this is a big year for him. And if he doesn't get to that point, I think they're going to start looking elsewhere. Elsewhere um, behind him, Mike, I don't see a lot. Um, I don't know if you, if there's somebody out there, you know, among those inside guys that you feel could could compete and get a lot of playing time.
1: I don't see it. Kruger Hill might be a guy that uh, steps up a little bit. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have not seen them enough. Right. To where I feel confident in saying this guy is better than Baker. I I just don't have that feeling. Right. Uh so we'll we'll have to see how it how it shakes out, but uh you know, I I do agree with you that both of those guys really for our defense to be what it needs to be, they need to step up.
0: They do. And 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 that means in every in every way shape or form. Uh getting to the quarterback making plays uh, reading reading offenses and, and making plays, you know, in in the running game. I mean, you know, the defensive line, the way they uh put this team together, Mike, it's obvious what they were trying to do, you know, in regard to the ends. They they want these guys to set the edge. They want
1: it funneled inside.
0: They wanted they want it exactly. They want it funneled inside and these inside linebackers have to make plays. Yep. They have they have to do it. So let let's hope that they, you know, they're in their uh, you know, they're in their prime right now and they they start showing much more productivity than what they have over the last few years because um I'll tell you, you know, Baker to me was one of the biggest disappointments on the team last year as far as his play was concerned. Yeah, I wouldn't
1: say that about McMillan though. No. I I think no. he played well in spots. Yes. And I just think he needs to be more consistent. Agreed. Cornerbacks Yep. Well, this we could talk about all day, but there isn't a whole lot to say once you get past uh, Howard uh, Igbenogany and Byron Jones. You've also got uh, Cordrea Tankersley. Remember him?
0: you do. I do remember him. Not good memories, but I do remember yeah. him.
1: Nick Needham. Mm-hmm. Jamal Perry. Yep. Ken Webster. Nate Brooks. Uh, this guy, I think, is a safety uh, Clayton uh, Petchlehem. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think he's a safety. I, he's listed here under cornerbacks. Um and, Probably and Ryan. Play Ryan buff. Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Te Hayes. Yep. So they've got a they've got a number of cornerbacks and uh you know, I mean, obviously uh, uh the rookie Ike and uh Howard and Byron Jones are gonna be, you know, your your solid three corners. You'll you'll have Nick Needham, I'm sure, is a top reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh I like that, and I'm sure everybody else does as well. So no no need to dwell on that. But what do you see behind them? Anything?
0: Mike, have to see them. I mean, have to see them. I mean, I don't have... uh any opinion on them as of now. I mean, once the, once the preseason starts and we start seeing guys making plays or not making plays, I mean, the interesting thing about Needham is, is that we, we were like, what in the hell, this guy was getting just toasted. He was
1: toasted in the preseason.
0: But, but to the coaching staff's credit, they kept him on the roster and He, I thought he did a very, very good job for a guy that came in as a free agent rookie and wound up getting a lot of playing time. I thought he did a really, really good job, a much better job than a lot of the guys we had back there. So, with that being said, you know, as you mentioned, you know, you've got the four top guys right there. Now, past them, you know, Webster, Hayes, any of these guys, I mean, obviously a few of them are going to make the team. Tankersley is an interesting guy. I mean, he's been around a while. You know, he tends to get hurt. Uh, Maybe he winds up finally figuring it out and he becomes an important part of this team. But you know, th- this isn't. This is a good position for us because we have two really good starters, and we've got a rookie that was drafted in the first round, and we've got a guy like Needham who got a lot of experience last year against a lot of number one receivers yep. in the league because that's who he was going up against yep. the whole second half of last year. So, you know, he's got he's now got some dirt under his nails, and um, you know. That, that's that's a good thing. I mean, there's some nice depth there, and now they're thinking about adding somebody else, or there's talk about it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how serious that talk is. At safety, we've got Bobby McCain, Eric Rowe, mm-hmm. Brandon Jones, Adrian Colbert, and Kavon Frazier. hmm Yeah. Not so our strongest position.
0: No. Uh, not when you consider the two guys that are starters or converted cornerbacks and uh, not overly big.
1: Well, say. that's my problem with Bobby McCain. I mean, I like Bobby McCain. He's a scrappy player, and I really do like him. I know he's, he's not the best player on the field. I get that. But mm-hmm. I like the way he plays. Um but he is kind of small, and he does tend to get hurt. And that's that's my fear with Bobby McCain. You've got to have depth behind him. And I'm not really sure what Brandon Jones or Adrian Colbert offer. Right.
0: And, and you know, Mike, in the draft, they had an opportunity to address this position. And uh, they passed up on it. And um, depending on what happens in regard to uh, both McCain and Rowe and how they play this year, uh, I think next year in the draft, I mean, this is another position that, that, they're going to address. They're going to have to, because I, you know, I don't know enough about the guys that are playing behind our two starters, but to me on paper, it doesn't look like there's a lot of depth there at all. If one of these guys go down, you know, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, we also have that, uh, Clayton kid, uh, that I can't pronounce real well. Uh, Right, the, the kid we picked the up gentleman. from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. We got him from Cincinnati. And, um, you know, we also picked up uh, a guy from Dallas, you know, that kid Frazier. Yeah. It kinda... uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe there's something among those guys. Uh, but, again, you know, it's so early. You know, I, I, I can't wait to see some of these guys on the football field. It's going to be fun to watch preseason, Mike, because – Yes. You, know, you have so many guys that were brought in as rookies, as free agents, and you want to see what they're going to bring to the table in the second half of these games, you know, and, uh, you know, even the early games when they're playing football. Well, I, I got to
1: think one of those two safety jobs could be taken. I got to think, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a fight at cornerback for, you know, depth. Right. Um, inside linebacker. Right. You know, there's going to be competition there. So, I, you know, I think, you know, the linebackers are pretty much settled. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of competition there, really.
0: Well, that one outside linebacker position, I think there'll be some competition. As far as
1: who's going to start. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Between Beagle and uh, Van Ginkle. Mm-hmm. And possibly Trent Harris. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. And... uh it's interesting. I mean, looking at the defense is interesting. I think it it, it will be fun to watch preseason because there's a, a lot of jobs to be won there. Um,
0: they're they're going to go with versatility, Mike, because they're going to be bringing guys in and out of this lineup on the defensive oh, side. Oh yeah, you're I mean,
1: not going to have 11 solid starters, and that's that. No, I agree with you. Exactly. They're probably 14 or 15 players that see constant action. If
0: not more, Mike. If, if not, not more. more. I mean, you know, you you look at what they're doing with the court cornerback situation and. They're bringing in guys because they feel in certain packages, you're going to see these guys playing an awful think lot. You'll,
1: think you'll see a three-one-seven? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could. You could very well see that. I mean, maybe, maybe they're bringing in, or they're thinking about bringing in another cornerback, Mike, because they're not going to have both safeties on the field on certain plays. Maybe yeah. they feel that they're just going to throw five or six cornerbacks all over the place. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their thought process is, but – it's very interesting that we drafted a cornerback in the first round. So it's going to, yes. you know, it, it, I, I, I can't and wait to see. he's a physical,
1: physical player, which is good. Exactly. As long as he learns when to be physical.
0: Right. Agreed. Agreed. And,
1: and, and you know, we, we've got a long slapper. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they cut the existing ones. So there's no competition there. And right. uh, they haven't brought in an extra kicker or punter. So there's no competition there. And that's not to say they won't, but they haven't yet. Right. I do think they have a couple of roster spots open right now.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Listen, as, as we look at this roster compared to last year's off season roster, uh, it, it it's much a lot imp- more potential, a lot more potential, a lot more competition. But I mean, good competition. Last year we had competition. But it was, you know, you're looking at it, you're looking at the group of guys and you're like, "Eh," you know, Charles Harris at defensive end. Right. There's not a lot of competition there. And, um, you know, that it it proved we proved to be right on a lot of different positions, you know, in regard to uh, some of the players all across the board. And um, there was some pleasant surprises last year. And with this coaching staff, you got to you got to think that we're going to have some pleasant surprises again this year. Yep. You know, as, as the roster improves, you know, you're going to get more and more uh, upgrades at certain positions and the competition will be upgraded. So it'll be nice.
1: How did you feel about Christian Wilkins?
0: I I had mixed emotions about him. I mean, your number one pick and, um, you know, I thought he was solid. And I think that this is a big year for him as well. He's got to improve on what he did last year. Um, you know, as you watch them in games, you know, you hope that he would bring more to the table than he did. But uh, he was a rookie. He played from day one. we will give him the benefit of the doubt. And we got to just hope that he improves this year. If he doesn't, if he has a season comparable to the last year, Mike, I mean, would you be happy with that? No.
1: Not you know, at all, right? That's why I asked you the question, because I, I wasn't thrilled with his play. I mean, I like the kid. He's a great personality, yes. and I really do think he's going to get better, because I think he takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't just on field. I was not, you know, I didn't feel like, oh, he, we, he was getting the, uh, I don't think he was as physical as he should have been. Let's put it that way. Right. And Hopefully, he gets stronger, and it becomes easier for him.
0: And you know, Mike, as you look at this roster, we just went over everything. Um mm-hmm. You know, you have to start bringing guys that are dominant players onto your football team. They right. make they make the difference in games. And um, as you look at the roster as a whole, uh, you got to hope that Tua develops into that. Now, past him, you know, our other two first round picks, and even some of our second round picks, and I think that our disappointment in the draft was the fact that we looked at him and we're like. Are these guys going to be dominant players? You know, as to uh, you know, as to what we're seeing around the league on other football teams, and right now you'd have to like you know question them in that regard. Now, if Tua develops, he covers up a lot of things. If he becomes the franchise quarterback and and makes the plays and the difference in a lot of football games, then I
1: will tell you, I am optimistic about uh, Tua.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I, I'd agree with you on that. As long as he's healthy, I think, yes. But but what I'm talking about, Mike, is past him. On both sides of the football, you really want guys that are going to just like take over a football game, so sort to of speak, or a guy that can take
1: over. What I want is those five guys up front on offense to take over a football game.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. And it would help if you had a guy that was just incredibly dominant. That's a Pro Bowl player. At guard, at center. Right. At somebody tack.
1: somebody you can lean behind on third and one, you know.
0: Right. You got to hope that Hunt or And Robert Hunt might be
1: that guy. We'll and, see.
0: And Jackson might develop into that guy. You just don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it was a need position both of them. You know, both of them were need positions. So the question becomes, you know, did we get the right guy there? And um you know, and let's just hope that they, you know, they they were they are the right guy, and they develop into dominant football players across that offensive well, line. a lot of people
1: believe he's the offensive lineman with the highest ceiling. Hunt, we're talking about no Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, he's he obviously needs developing. So yes. Yep. You know, it's just it's a matter of can they wait or do they need to throw him in, and we'll have to see. Right. So, any other thoughts on the roster?
0: No, I think we pretty much covered it. You know, I think uh, at this point we we said about as much as we can about the roster. And um, again, I think it's you know it's going to be it's a as you look at it on paper, it's a much improved roster. Some nice veterans are going to add a lot of depth and a lot of competition on this football team. So, any good.
1: any uh, surprise cuts that you would feel comfortable saying today?
0: Uh, surprise cuts. I, I don't think they, I don't think a guy like Belage would be a surprise. Um, you know, Hearns,
1: I think he, Hearns he, is a guy I would think is possible.
0: Hearns, yes. but it would, you know, Mike, the way I feel about him, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. So it's kind of right. like, you know, you could look at it two ways there, you know, it, it, would he be a surprise because of, he, because of the fact he's a veteran and because they signed them to a contract In the second half of last year, to an extent, it wouldn't surprise me because I think that, in in all honesty, I think that there's better options on this football team. Now, he may be showing things in practice that that prove me otherwise, but what I saw in regard to his productivity on the field last year, you know, near the down the stretch, it didn't. It it it, it, he just didn't show me anything, you know, um, that warranted them signing him to a contract and bringing him back this year. I think there's better options, so. Yeah. We'll see.
1: Yep. All right. So uh, with that, thanks for joining me today, Lewis.
0: Very welcome. Always a pleasure.
1: And thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week. And until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right. So that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.